Hello, my name is Anne Wynn, Associate Conference Producer at Cambridge Health Tech Institute, and today we have a special podcast for the upcoming Targeting the Ubiquitin Proteasome System meeting, part of the 13th Annual Discovery on Target event, September 22nd to 23rd in Boston. We are very excited to have one of our speakers from the event joining via phone, Dr. Xavier Jack, VP of Biology and Mission Therapeutics. Xavier, how are you today? Very good, and you? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Well, let's get started. We have a lot of questions to ask you today. First off, Mission Therapeutics has been focused on targeting dubs for some time now and are certainly one of the leaders in the space. Can you tell us a little bit about Mission and your current programs? Yes, indeed. So Mission Therapeutics was funded three and a half years ago by myself, but also with Professor Steve Jackson from Cambridge University, who also funded Kudos Pharmaceutical in 1997, and Dr. Neil Martin, formerly director of Kudos Pharmaceutical. Our initial business model was to target enzymes in the ubiquitin proteasome system to treat cancer bearing mutations or deficiencies in the DNA damage response pathways. Mission quickly attracted quite a lot of attention from a number of investors, and we raised over 26 million pounds in two rounds of finance from Sofinova Partners, Imperial Innovation, SR1, Roche Venture Fund, and Pfizer Ventures. Combining the selective targeting of cancer with deficiencies in the DNA damage response together with novel target classes in the ubiquitin proteasome system really generated a lot of interest from the investment community. We have been focusing our research on one class of enzyme in the ubiquitin proteasome system, that is still not really proven in clinical development. This is the deubiquitylating enzyme class, or DUBS in short. Our approach has been to develop a broad platform of proprietary assays and technologies to target DUBS. We have currently 8 to 10 projects selectively targeting DUBS. Our portfolio of small molecule inhibitors of DUBS range from heat finding to late-stage lead optimization, and we are now extending beyond DNA damage and addressing other oncology mechanisms, as well as moving into other disease areas such as Parkinson's disease. Our next step is now about nominating our first uh, compounds for regulatory preclinical toxicology tests. Let's get specific and talk about drugging dubs. Why are these emerging as viable therapeutic targets? Dubs are enzymes that have been identified at the same time as the identification of the ubiquitin proteasome system and together with conjugating enzyme and the proteasome subunit itself. And very early on in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, it was recognized that a number of the ubiquitinating enzymes were critical for regulating the activity and stability of oncogenes or tumor suppressor genes. And very soon it became evident that the biology of DABs would make them very attractive therapeutic targets. In addition, DABs are genuine enzymes with well-defined catalytic activity. In a similar manner to the kinase field 20 years ago, the DAB class of enzyme is being looked at as a very large source of potential druggable targets for a number of therapeutic indications. The last 10 to 15 years of academic and pharmaceutical research has told us that a growing number of DABs are seen as attractive options for therapeutic treatment. The exponential increase in knowledge on the structural biology, the mode of action, the physiology, and as well as the pathology of DABs is creating a sense that the clinical development of inhibitors of DABs really can produce a large new field of drug discovery in the coming years. Are there drug discovery challenges in this space? What about inhibitor discovery? How challenging is this? there are a number of challenges in the drug discovery process. As I mentioned earlier, the concept of targeting DAVs with small molecule inhibitors emerged approximately at the same time as the discovery of the ubiquitin proteasome system. In 2004, two important milestones were reached in the ubiquitin proteasome field. First of all, the Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery of the ubiquitin proteasome system to Avram Hershko, Aaron Shekanover, and Irvin Rose. And concomitantly, the first proteasome inhibitors, proteasomic, marketed 
Velcade under the name Velcade was approved for the treatment of multiple myeloma. However, we are still waiting for divinimeters to enter the clinic and demonstrate proof of concept. This does not mean that there's been less drug discovery efforts at targeting dubs versus the proteasome or conjugating enzyme. Probably simply illustrate that all the attempts made by academic groups, biotech companies, or pharmaceutical industry have encountered a number of hurdles. We have reflected on this for quite a long time at Mission before launching our own efforts and develop our uh, technology platform. And the recent years have seen the generation of essential tools and technologies for developing assays for dabs. Classical protease drug discovery approaches that have been successful for a number of other peptidases are really not transferable to dabs. A unique feature of the ubiquitinating enzyme is the recognition of an isopeptide linkage between the ubiquitin and its substrate. And the flexible nature of the isopeptide linkage that will be cleaved by dub make it difficult to target with peptidomimetic approaches. In addition, unlike most peptidases, dubs require the binding of a large surface of ubiquitin into their catalytic site, hence making the development of artificial substrate and assays for high throughput screening quite challenging. In addition to selective challenges for the ubiquitinating enzyme, we also need to take into account the nature of dubs as enzyme, especially dubs of the cysteine family. Classical challenges of thiol-containing reactive group enzymes still apply to dubs, and oxidation or alkylation processes are common liabilities in the process. On a more optimistic note, classical inhibitors of cysteine peptidases of thiol-reactive groups really usually do not inhibit the ubiquitinating enzyme, suggesting quite some specificity in the mode of inhibition. At Mission, we have advanced chemistry that addresses several targets, and we have now a franchise of catalytic site inhibitors for the ubiquitinating enzymes. What might be challenges surrounding translating these compounds into the clinic? There is always a large number of challenges when one embarks upon targeting a novel class of enzyme. First-in-class programs reaching clinical development is always uncharted territories. Only a very small number of DABs have so far been very extensively studied from a clinical point of view. However, inhibiting an enzyme with a small molecule inhibitor is really not the same as genetic experiments showing gain or loss of function of the same protein, which results from either mutation, amplification, translocation, or epigenetic silencing. Admission some of our very early DUB programs were supported by really a substantial amount of clinical data on and preclinical uh, experimentation on overexpression or mutation of the ubiquitinating enzyme or their substrate. But despite that, and very substantial amount of preclinical models, we have noticed that very potent inhibitors of some DUBs do not recapitulate the expected outcome or the phenotype that we've seen with genetic experiments. It is thus essential to design probe compounds early, really to validate the clinical therapeutic strategy. Another critical aspect for translating DUB inhibitors into clinical development will be the biomarker discovery. Both prognostic patient selection biomarkers as well as pharmacodynamic or efficacy biomarkers are really essential milestones for each DUB inhibitor program. And finally, the field of, of ubiquitinating enzyme has still a lot to learn in terms of substrate selectivity compared to other enzymes, for example, kinases. We are still trying to figure out what are the critical substrates of a large number of ubiquitinating enzymes. In addition, clinical development of DAB inhibitors will need to find its own niche in the drug discovery approach for oncology, other disease area, and will compete with existing therapeutic options, some of them really exciting, such as immuno-oncology recently, as well as more uh, traditional programs targeting the ubiquitin proteasome system, such as the novel proteasome inhibitor compounds, as well as E1 conjugating enzyme inhibitors or P97 inhibitors. 
What are some novel tools and technologies being developed or implemented to overcome some of these challenges? As I mentioned earlier, there's been fast evolution in more physiologically relevant dopes, substrate, and assays that have emerged in the recent years. All the assays that we use at Mission are based on the philosophy that's trying to mimic as much as feasible the cellular regulation of the enzyme as well as the most appropriate substrate for each enzyme. We immunopurify our enzymes from mammalian cells to ensure the proper folding, to ensure proper post-translational modification of the ubiquitinating enzyme as well as co-purification of essential cofactors. In terms of more relevant substrate for uh, the ubiquitinating enzyme, there is now a number of contract research organizations that provide novel generation of technologies that have revolutionized the field that I knew a decade ago. And complete chemical synthesis of ubiquitin, for example, or ubiquitin chains is now very commonly used and changes the way we approach both biochemical and cellular assays for the ubiquitin enzymes. Other critical tools for overcoming the challenges in the drug discovery of DAB inhibitors is really the way we measure target engagement as well as target inhibition mechanism. While activity-based probes for targeting DABs have been available for a while, novel high-throughput technologies based on activity-based probes are currently being developed by the industry for monitoring the in vivo inhibition as well as selectivity of DAB inhibitors. At Mission, we have been developing threat-based high-throughput screening target engagement assays, and we are now moving as many other groups, into proteomic technologies based on activity-based probes. A number of very exciting additional technologies are also being developed by other groups, such as specific reporter assays or ubiquitin variants-based technologies. It is also quite important to take advantage of all the novel genome editing technologies to overcome as many challenges as possible with good target validation for DAPs. Let's remember that all the DAP programs are still first in class at the moment, and we know very little about each one of them. You're giving a lecture at the 13th Annual Discovery on Target Conference during the Targeting the Ubiquitin Proteasome System meeting. What do you hope to convey to attendees during your lecture this fall? First of all, I am very glad for having the opportunity to share our recent progress at that conference in September. And during my presentation, I will illustrate the power of Mission DAB technology platform and how it is now allowing us to generate DAB inhibitors with anti-tumor activity in oncology preclinical animal models. And one of our most advanced programs is the UCHL1 enzyme. I will describe properties of the UCHL1 compounds and our clinical strategy for that project. I will certainly also touch the recent discovery of USP30 inhibitors admission for the treatment of uh, mitochondrial dysfunction, including Parkinson's disease. The USP30 program admission is a great example of the way we have been able to very quickly translate initial hits from another program identified by our proprietary profiling platform into very selective, potent, optimized lead compounds that have great bioavailability and tolerability in vivo. The third message in my lecture will be specifically about target engagement technologies and how critical they are for the preclinical and the translational stages for the program. In a related topic, if I have time during that presentation, I will also illustrate the biomarker identification approaches that we are using for our most advanced projects. Let's end with your opinion on the evolution of dub drug development. How have you seen this field evolve over the past few years and where do you see it going in the future? 
A couple of years ago, or three, four years ago, in my lectures, we're mainly centered around target validation for novel drug targets in uh, oncology and asset development, novel technologies to be able to identify heat compounds. It is really exciting now to be able to have a number of projects in uh, later stage preclinical phases. And similarly, a number of programs by other groups have also enjoyed a similar journey. I believe the field is now at a critical juncture, and the coming years will see progression in preclinical, early clinical development for a number of the programs. I am thrilled to be part of that journey. A lot more tools are available for the drug discovery of that. There is also much better understanding of the biology, the enzymology, the structural biology of the ubiquitinating enzyme. It is now hard to keep abreast of all the academic literature in the field, which is also a very good indicator of how healthy is the field of the ubiquitinating enzyme. However, as always in drug discovery, there will be setbacks along the way for some of the projects. There will be attrition somewhere. While clear progress has been made at targeting cysteine peptidase dub, there is one area in the field that where uh, progress are still very slow, which is the metalloenzyme debicutilating class of dubs. A major boost in the field will also be generated when larger number of dub inhibitors, small molecules with drug-like properties, will become publicly available, and they will be used as tools. And as in every area of drug discovery, it will take only one great success story to drive the whole industry toward my favorite class of enzyme and I'm really looking forward for that day. That sounds great. And with that, I think we'll wrap up. Xavier, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time and we look forward to your upcoming presentation at the Targeting the Ubiquitin Proteasome System meeting this fall. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you too. For those listening, visit www.discoveryontarget.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you at the conference. Goodbye.